Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and we got the numbers to talk about with Top Gun remaining strong as well as the slew of news from Hollywood. Let's get started with the numbers. Staying in first place was Top Gun Maverick with an amazing $90 million for a total of $295.6 million. Staying in second place was Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness with $9.25 million for a total of $388.7 million. Third place was Bob's Burger Movie with $4.5 million for a total of $22.2 million. In fourth place was The Bad Guys with $3.34 million for a total of $87.2 million. Fifth place was Down Abbey, A New Era with $3 million for a total of $35.7 million. Lastly, in 6th place was Everything Everywhere All at Once with $2 million for a total of $60.5 million. So the biggest thing here is Top Gun Maverick's insane second weekend drop. It's actually crazy. From its opening weekend, the film only dropped 29%. Not only is that really, really good, it's also a new record for a film that opened above $100 million. Clearly, the word of mouth for the film is off the charts, with basically everyone going to seeing it, seeing it, loving it. What was a, just a normal summer blockbuster has now turned into one of the few event films of... Seriously, at this rate, this could become the biggest movie domestically, with it looking to finish above $500 million and possibly even $600 million. If it does that, the only films with a shot to pass it are Thor Love and Thunder and Black Panther 2. Just an amazing performance all around. And it's stories like this that make following the box office fun. For China, once again, it is hard to get a solid top 5, so here are just some of the latest numbers. A Chinese romance film called My Blue Summer opened during the week and is now at 8.4 million. The Bad Guys is at 39.5 million. Doraemon the Movie is at 10.1 million. Man on the Edge is at 23.8 million. And The Secrets of Dumbledore is at 28.1 million. Now let's finish up with the numbers by looking at the latest ones worldwide. Top Gun Maverick made another 85.8 million internationally for a worldwide total of 557.2 million. At this rate, 1 billion finish for the film is possible. I did not expect that at the beginning of the year. Top Gun Maverick could be a $1 billion film and not Doctor Strange. Speaking of Doctor Strange, it is now up to 909.4 million worldwide after making 11.4 million over the weekend. It will get close, but it's not going to hit a billion. Universal got a head start on the release of Jurassic World Dominion in 15 markets, opening to 55.5 million internationally. The Bob's Burger movie made 400,000 for a worldwide total of 23.9 million. Lastly, The Secrets of Dumbledore has passed the 400 million mark, making 2.4 million for a worldwide total of 400.5 million. Now there is a bit of news in Hollywood, so let's start with the new films in development. Video game adaptations continue to build up, and this is one I was not expecting. Legendary Entertainment is looking to make a Duke Nukem film. The film will be produced by Joss Harold, Peyton Salsenberg, and John Hurwitz. Known for creating Cobra Kai. That's all there is to this announcement, and the main thought I have is, um, why? I mean, it is, was. I mean, it was a popular series in the 90s, yeah. 
But at this point, the biggest thing it's known for is its last game, which was stuck in development hell for over 10 years. And then when it finally came out, it was a disappointment. And even that was 10 years ago. So how are they going to breathe excitement into this film? I have no idea. Uh, good luck. <laughs> Deadline has the exclusive on this new film in the works, and it's a new Marvel film. While there has always been rumors it was in development, it looks like the Thunderbolt film is moving ahead. And not only that, it's found its director and writer. It'll be directed by Jake Schreier and the screenplay written by Eric Pearson. The story will be focused on a group of villains set to go on missions ordered by the government. This is not too surprising, as they have been building this up on the Disney Plus shows. U.S. agent, anyone? Director seems like a solid choice, but for the script, I was not a fan of the one for Black Widow. Hopefully Pearson writes a better one this time. Another film finally moving forward is the sequel to The Joker, and based on Todd Phillips' post on Instagram, is right now called Joker Folle et Deux, French for similar mental disorder that affects two or more people. Now while the script is completed, the next thing that needs to happen is Phillips and Warner Brothers needs to get Joaquin Phoenix to sign on. As of now, he has not closed the deal to star as Joker in the film. I do think it'll get done though. It's taken a while to get this far, and clearly Phillips and Phoenix have been in talks about where the film should go. I mean, the other post that Todd Phillips made, besides the you know, cover page of the script, was Phoenix reading it. So, clearly, yeah, they're talking. I'm of two minds on this. The first one was great, and I didn't think it needed a sequel. But Todd Phillips is usually good, so if he has an idea for it, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. For box office news, Spider-Man No Way Home is coming back to theaters. Called the More Fun Stuff Edition, this version of the film will include new and extended scenes. It'll be released domestically on Labor Day weekend and will be released in other countries at a later date. Sony also did not make it clear how much longer this version of the film will be. So I can see why they are doing it. Just, I don't think they'll be successful. Uh, the worldwide box office for the film is around $1.9 billion. I, I take it they are hoping they can make it to $2 billion. Now, they are lucky September is quiet for new releases. But to make another $100 million worldwide, I don't see it unless there are more of the other Spider-Mans in it. Right now, without getting more info, I'm thinking an extra $20-30 million. Let's talk about Warner Brothers, where they got two things going on. First, Warner Brothers COO Carolyn Blackwood is leaving the studio, following Toby Emmerich stepping down as studio head. Between working at New Line and at Warner Brothers, she has been with them for 23 years, so a long career there. With that much experience, don't be surprised if studios start offering her jobs soon. Now, the other thing, which is becoming more and more of a crisis for the studio, and that is Ezra Miller. So, a few weeks ago, when Secrets of Dumbledore came out, you'd notice that Miller was not a part of the press tour for the film. Well, that was because he was terrorizing Hawaii. Now, reports came out afterwards that he was dealing with some serious issues and was now getting the help he needed, so that seemed to kind of just be the end of that. But now, another issue has arisen, uh, one much more serious. The, the parents of a kid named Tokata Iron Eyes has filed paperwork for an order of protection for her against Miller. Why? Well, they are accusing Miller of giving her drugs and alcohol, as well as using intimidation and threats of violence against her. Also, while she is currently 18, they first met when she was 12, so this has possibly been going on for as long as 6 years, 
the majority of it, underage. Currently, a hearing has been set for next month for this, and Miller has not made any statement in regards to it. I gotta say, sorry for my language here, but fucking yikes, man. Like, Ezra always seemed a bit off, but this is straight up, this is terrible and disgusting if it's true. For Warner Brothers, they will still have to release the Flash movie since there is too much writing on it for the DCEU, uh, but I do think it's quite clear going forward that Ezra Miller is not the Flash moving forward. Deadline has the exclusive on this, and that is Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are teaming up together for a new production company. Right now it is still being put together, but it will be funded by Redbird Capital, and possible CEO is Jeff Robinoff from Studio 8. Deadline is also reporting that there is the possibility the new production company will get a credit on the new Nike film that both Affleck and Damon are working for uh, for Amazon Studios. One of the more interesting stories this week is Disney, in between everything else going on, is going to war with France. Yes, you heard me right, and I'm serious. This week, Disney showed off their latest animated film, Strange Worlds, which will come out in November. However, after releasing a trailer and a poster for the film and all that, you know, initial promotion, it came out that for France, it will just go straight to Disney+. And, well, it won't get a theatrical release at all. Unlike everywhere else. So, Deadline asked why, and oh, well, <laughs> Disney had no problem shit talking France. And this is what the company had to say, and this is the official spokesperson saying this. Quote, Strange World will be available to Disney Plus subscribers in France, foregoing a French cinematic release. While we support French cinema and have for decades, the new cumbersome media chronology is anti-consumer, ignoring how behavior has evolved over the last several years, and puts us at increased risk for privacy. We will continue to make decisions on a film-by-film basis and according to each market's unique conditions. End quote. Back in January, France updated their rules for theatrical releases and when they can go on streaming, with films not able to go to streaming permanently until three years after they are released in theaters. Deadline has a nice write-up of what the process is like for Disney if they want to release a film theatrically. I'll go over it here, but I'll also link the article in the show notes. So let's say Disney releases a movie in theaters in France, okay? They must wait four months before they can sell it anywhere else, digital, Blu-ray, all of that. Then six months after release in theaters, the film is available on Canal Plus to watch. That seems to be only allowed because it's a French company and it was an already, uh, you know, an agreement that was already made. This stays all the way until 17 months post-theatrical release where they can then put it on Disney Plus. But only for five months. Yep. After five months, it must be pulled to go to TV channels in France from month 22 to 36. And then after that, they could finally put it on Disney Plus permanently. So yeah, that is complete asinine in distributing a film, and I can see why Disney would skip it. Clearly, they are seeing that animated films for kids are the most watched content on Disney Plus. Why would they wait three years to put it there permanently? As for a response from France, the France National Cinema Federation came out and said that it would undermine the economy of cinemas and is a losing choice for everyone. Personally, I think they need to rethink these rules because over time, other studios might follow in Disney's step and not release films in theaters. Now, France does have a strong domestic market for their own films, but over time, are people there going to be okay with watching less and less Hollywood productions in theaters? And before we move on to VOD Premium, we did get a new trailer, and that is the first proper one for Black Adam, and it looked alright. 
what worries me is that's given off the vibe that it's a rock film and not a DC film. And at this point, I'm just looking forward to Pierce Brosnan's Doctor Fate. That's some perfect casting right there. There's actually a lot of news on VOD Premium this week. Let's start with some of the small stuff. 20th Century Studios released the first trailer and poster for the next Predator movie, Prey. It will be released on streaming in August. Uh, domestically, it will be on Hulu, and everywhere else, it will be on Disney+. I'm looking forward to this as it is being directed by Dan Trattenberg. I really enjoyed uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Small casting update on Zack Snyder's next film, Rebel Moon, for Netflix, and as Anthony Hopkins has signed on to the film. Deadline has the exclusive on this, and, well, uh, that is all there is to the story. <laughs> uh, it's not clear yet how big of a role he will have or what character he will play. Uh, I'm looking forward to Snyder doing a big sci-fi epic, so hopefully it's good. At Apple TV+, Plus, it looks like there are issues arising with one of their films, and that is Artemis. It's being reported that Jason Bateman has stepped away from directing the film, which stars Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans. As for why, it's apparently for creative differences and that the decision was amicable. Now they will look for a new director. Right now, no names on who that would be have been floated. I'm curious what the creative differences would be for a film that all we know takes place during the space race. Hopefully that comes out one day. I'm pretty curious about that. Also in news for Apple TV+, they have completed buying a film we talked a while back, and that is the Formula One film starring Brad Pitt. It will also be directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who is having a great summer so far, considering he directed Top Gun Maverick. All I'll say is, Formula One content, so hot right now. And another exclusive from Deadline, the Nike movie from Amazon being directed by Ben Affleck, has started to fill out its cast. It will now include Viola Davis, Jason Bateman, Chris Tucker, and Marlon Wayans. This comes as it was also reported by Deadline. This comes as it was also reported by Deadline that the film started production this week, so expect a release sometime next year. Netflix was quiet this week, but there will be a casting update to The Old Guard 2, with both Uma Thurman and Henry Golding joining the cast. It's not clear who on who they will be playing in the film. I thought the first one was okay, but it could have been a lot better. Hopefully the sequel will live up to its potential. Small update for Disney, plus Disney has announced that Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will be coming to Disney Plus this month, releasing on June 22nd. So about six to seven weeks of theatrical exclusivity. Not bad, but I do wonder how they determine when past 45 days they release a movie on Disney+. Plus. Finally, the last story is a potential big one for Paramount, and that is that they won the auction for the Indian Premier Cricket League. The streaming and TV rights were up for auction, and there were a few contenders, including Disney, who had them the past five years. And up until the day before, Amazon was also considering to make a move on them. In the end, Paramount won it for $2.6 billion. Now, I should say technically, it's Paramount's joint venture in India that got the rights of ICOM 18. They now have the streaming rights for matches for the next five years, while Disney spent $3 billion to buy the TV rights for those same matches over the same period of time. Now, while they did not announce where the streaming matches would go, I would assume Paramount Plus would be one of them when it launches in India in some form. Uh, it would easily provide a great boost in subscribers to the service, a lot how it helped Disney Plus Hotstar over the past few years. And that'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Thank you for listening, and see you next time. <laughs>